he died for everybody. He didn't just die for people that will be consistent in their walk with him. He died for the consistent and the inconsistent. Whoever you are, if you have breath in your body, he died for you. And even those people that have gone on and transitioned from life to the next stage, he died for them too. It don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Jesus loves you enough to say, you know what? Just in case, I'm going to do it for you. Welcome back, party people. You are tuned into another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Every single week, we acknowledge Black creatives, entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women for doing what they do absolutely best. And this week's Black creative is Carson Raquel. So this is for all of my bookworms out there. If you love a flip a good page, honey, this is for you. Carson's debut book, Recovery Room, walks you through the process of being happily married to traumatically divorced. The recovery room is more than just a story about what happened. It is a testimony of how God will take your pain and make it beautiful. Whether if it's divorce, a death, or other manifestations of devastation, just to let you know that you will recover. Amen. You can purchase this book on Amazon by searching for Carson Raquel, and you can also follow her on social media at Carson Raquel. We are so proud of you and what you are doing. Congratulations on your first book. That is so exciting. And an additional shout out to my hometown, the city of Richmond, is having a toy giveaway tomorrow, December 24th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you have it on your heart to donate toys, go ahead and drop them off at 2200 McDonald Avenue. Volunteers are needed. We are going to push this toy drive so all children of the city of Richmond can have a fabulous Christmas morning. So Christmas, y'all, it done creeped up on us real quick. This year has been a roller coaster, and we are in the final stretch of the remainder of 2020, which I am so excited about. So Christmas is in a couple of days. Y'all got y'all trees up. What's going on? Y'all sipping on some eggnog. What are y'all doing out there to celebrate and prepare for Christmas? Another question I had was, what do you think is up under that good old tree, child? Y'all looking for a PS5, an iPhone 12? What are some, why are gifts just so expensive? It's like thousands and thousands of dollars of one product. If you give me a candle, I am a happy camper. Okay, just saying. Um, some people may not even be expecting physical gifts that you can wrap up in a box. But, you know, some people are just saying, I just want my family. I just need quality time. I just want to relax, take this time off of school, take this time off of work and just have quality time with my loved ones. And I've even heard someone says, you know what I want for Christmas? I want COVID to be gone. And look, I share that same sentiments, child, friend, sister, brother, cousin. I myself would love COVID to be gone. But since it is here, let us make the best of it. 
So y'all see that I am all, you know, christmas up with my colors and my little red lipstick. If you're watching on YouTube, I have the gifts and I have the Christmas book and story next to me today. It is an occasion, y'all. It is such a special occasion because today we are going to talk about a gift that is much better than that PS5. Much better than that Fenty, much better than that makeup palette, than that phone, than that car that you are wanting underneath the tree or wherever a gift may be for you this year. We are going to be talking about the perfect gift. A gift that has no flaws, that can meet the needs of every single person, that is multi-generational, that is multi-faceted, that supplies every single need. And that is the gift of Jesus Christ. And I don't, and a lot of us, um, some of us have been raised in church and know the story of Jesus and why he came. And sometimes that narrative can be taken for granted. But today, I don't want it to be taken for granted. I really hope and my prayer is that we are able to receive and reassess and reevaluate the tremendous impact that it, that the coming of Jesus had on all generations, not just ours, but for all generations. And the greatest gift in the world um, that we could ever receive is Jesus. And some folks are saying, okay, well, why is that? I mean, if I got a car, if I got a house, the Lord bless you with this, that, and the other, why is Jesus? And I, and some people may say, I don't even believe in Jesus. Okay. Hold on to your wigs, hold on to your edges. We're going to get there. Um, but I'm glad you asked. So let's get into it. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phones, your iPads, your laptops, whatever it is, I want you to turn to the book of Romans. We're going to do a little bit of reading today because how can we talk about Jesus if we don't go to his word, right? Okay. So y'all head on over to Romans chapter five and we're going to read verse six through 11. And it says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. Verse eight says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Verse 11. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. The word of the Lord is already blessed and we just thank God for gifting us with that. Before Jesus came as the perfect gift, we were sinners. Not only sinners, we're still, you know, sinners now, but we were stuck sinners. And when I say that, we were separated from God. 
And being separated from God is a very dangerous position to be in. And according to the scripture, at one point before Jesus even came, we were enemies with God. And I don't know about you, but I ain't trying to, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no heat. And I ain't trying to funk with the most high God. I'm not trying to be called God's enemy. So that is a very scary an alarming position for humanity as a whole to be in before Jesus came. So in, in the, in the situation of sin, we were all born into sin and shaped in immortal wickedness. That's just our nature. And the sin that we have going in, you know, through our lives is something that we, number one, cannot afford to pay. This is a debt that we cannot afford to pay off ever. Not for our lives. So imagine the the amount of sin that the entire world has. How can that be paid off? And God already knew, you can't stand before me and pay this debt. You just can't. It's impossible. I want I want to imagine I want y'all to imagine and I want to take it to a um to a place so some people can relate. If you own a home, um, and your home was probably $450,000, right? You are indebted to the bank. Or if you are in education and if you have $85,000 worth of student loans, you owe the school and the government that money. If you ain't been paying your taxes, like, I ain't gonna name no names. But if you ain't been paying your taxes and you owe the government taxes back, you are indebted to the government. Now, sin has a bigger quantity, a bigger value when it comes to debt. And what Jesus did, and what I love what Jesus did, is that he came and paid the debt for generations before us, for this generation, and for generations to come. He paid it all. And that is a great gift. God sent his son to carry that weight, to carry that debt on his back. And the thing about Jesus is he had nothing to do with sin. This is a sinless man. He came as a sinless person. He had no issues with God. He didn't cross nobody. He knew no sin, but he bared the weight of our sin on his back. That is love. He did it because he loved us. But Kendra, I'm a, I'm a sinner. He did it because he loved you. I was raised, you may say I was raised in a different religion. You know, I, my family is Hindu or they're, or they're Buddhist, but he still did it for you because he loves you. Or you may say, you know what, Kendra, I've I've tried, you know, walking with Jesus and I dibbled and I dabbled and I fell off and I wasn't consistent and I just didn't do the best. So I just gave it all up. But Jesus still did it for you because he loves you. Jesus came for those people that don't even believe in him. He came and he sacrificed for people that will curse his name today. That's love. He said, just in case you come to me, I've already paid your sin. Just in case you get ready to try me out as your Lord and your Savior, Savior, I already paid it for you. 
He didn't die for just Christians or he didn't die just for Jews or he didn't die just for, you know, people that make $100,000 a year or he didn't just die for the rich or he didn't just die for black people. He didn't just die for Latina people. He died for everybody. He didn't just die for people that will be consistent in their walk with him. He died for the consistent and the inconsistent. Whoever you are, if you have breath in your body, he died for you. And even those people that have gone on and transitioned from life to the next stage, he died for them too. It don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Jesus loves you enough to say, you know what? Just in case. I'm going to do it for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for that. That is the greatest gift that we will ever receive. It's someone saying, I see their pain. I see their hurt. I see the condition that they're in. And I know that they can't pay the debt of sin. So I'm going to come down and I'm going to walk the ways that they walked. And I'm going to endure pain that they have endured. And I'm going to be amongst them. And I'm going to die on the cross and be that sacrifice and shed my blood so they won't have to. So they won't have to die for their sin. But I'll do it. That is the greatest gift. And I'm stuck. Like I'm just so in this moment, I'm just so overwhelmed with joy and, and gratitude that God would love me so much. What? To do that and to come. I can remember um my salvation story. I would say um I accepted Jesus as my Lord, as the head of my life when I was nine years old. I, I grew up in church and um I would hear sermons and I would participate and, and, it, and it wasn't really nothing until I actually sat down. And I feel like this is like the first sermon I ever really paid attention to. And it was talking about salvation and why Jesus came and the reason he came to save us from hell and, and, and death and being separated from him throughout eternity. And I was like, wow, that's deep. Like if I'm not in relationship with Jesus, that means I'm going to hell that means I'm going to be separated from the one that actually truly loves me, the lover of my soul, my father. I'm going to be separated from him? No, I don't want that. <laughs> At nine years old, as a kid, I was like, I don't want that. He, I don't want that smoke. And I understood like during that sermon that Jesus really loves me and that Jesus wanted to be in relationship with me. That's the reason why he came. And I gave my life to him that that Sunday morning, and I was the only one that went to the altar. I was super juice. I was super um not juice. I was nervous to go up to the altar. No one was going. And I was like, I really heard the Lord. That was the first time me hearing the Lord of Him prompting me to go and surrender my life to Him. And I was like, God, I'm scared. Like, I've never done this before. This is super scary. But He held my hand and walked with me to that altar. And I have been running for Jesus ever since. And I'm not saying that I've been perfect. I'm not saying I ain't never fail and I've never, you know, came short of the glory, but I have been active in pursuing a, a loving relationship with Jesus. And that is something that I would, I would want every single person that is listening to this, to this message, to experience the power of Jesus, of having him in your life. What? 
Jesus is not a scorekeeper. He does not have a tablet that's like, okay, you sinned twice today. You did this today. It ain't like that. And religion has this annoying habit of, of pushing people to believe that it's about your works. If I failed and I gossiped or if I lied or if I got into a fight and I was just out here being trifling, guess what Jesus is doing? Come back, daughter. Let's do it again. Let's try this all over again. There is nothing I can ever do that'll separate me from the love of God. Murder, strife, gossip, quarreling, backbiting. There is nothing I can do that'll separate me from him. And I just thank God for that. And that is the same thing for you. God is not asking to be in relationship with you for it to be perfect, but he wants it to be a relationship of progression, of gradually getting better, of gradually letting sin and shame and all these things go and to be in relationship with him. Because when you consider a relationship between a husband and a wife or a mother and a, and a, and a child, you love this person, right? And you'll do anything for this person. I'm talking about that real love, okay? I'm not talking about that fake and phony and that conditional. I'm talking about that unconditional love. Whatever it is that you need to do for this person, you'll do it. I have a bad habit that is getting in the in the way of my relationship. So I'm going to actively work on ridding this habit so I can be in healthy relationship with this person. That's the same thing with God. God is not saying, come to me and, and, and drop all your sins cold turkey. He's saying, bring them to me and I will help you with them. Man, bring them to me. He says, come as you are. And that, and that scripture doesn't have to do anything with clothing. It says, come in the condition that you are. I don't care if you are a murderer. I don't care if you were a part of a different religion. I don't care if you've done whatever shameful things that you have done, whatever sin that is on you. Come, daughter. Come, son. I love you and I died for you. I want you to experience salvation. I want you to experience the gift that I purchased just for you. Just for you. And if you are wondering, Kendra, this sounds great, but I don't know how to receive this perfect gift that you're talking about. This wonderful gift of salvation. I don't know the first steps to get there. I understand. I get it. And it's okay. This is why we are here together in community to help each other and to hold each other up. The Bible says in Romans 10, chapter 10, verse 9, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All you have to do is declare it with your mouth and believe it in your heart that God raised his son Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. And after that, walk with Jesus. Come into relationship. And if that is you, 
and you are ready in this moment. I'm, I'm talking about this moment right now that you are listening to. If you are ready to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you just to lift your hands right here in this moment. Wherever you are, if you're on the treadmill, if you are at home, if you are walking the dog, if you're at the park, wherever you may be, I want you to lift your hands in this moment. I feel the presence of God right now. And I want you to repeat repeat this prayer after me. For everyone that is ready to surrender their life to the Lord, repeat this after me. See, Lord, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying for me. I believe you lived, you died, and you rose so I can receive salvation. Come into my heart and change me. Renew me as yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and you believed it in your heart, because it's a heart condition, you are now saved. In all of heaven, right now in this moment, is rejoicing with you. Heaven is rejoicing over one soul. So if that is you, I I praise God and I bless God right now. God, I just thank you so much for those that are receiving salvation in this moment, for those that are receiving the precious gift, the perfect gift of salvation. God, we just thank you right now. This is huge. And congratulations on receiving the perfect gift. Amen. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. And if that is you, it doesn't stop here. But this is just the beginning. I want to connect with you. It's one thing just to say the sinner's prayer, but it's another thing to live that thing out in about 20 minutes and about three o'clock tomorrow when your boss is getting on your nerves or even when you are facing temptation. It's another thing just to live it out. So I want to get connected with you um, to plug you into some ministries and so that you can grow in your walk with Christ. So if that was you that surrendered your life and accepted salvation, the most perfect gift, I want you to head on over to www.unassociated.com slash askkindra, okay? I want you to send us some information and we'll get you plugged in into a ministry. We'll get you plugged in so you can grow and work out this soul salvation. I'm super excited. So don't forget to connect with us through um, www.unassociated.com slash or you can connect with me on Instagram at underscore create with Kendra. Any way that you can reach out, we want to get you connected so you can live a thriving and not a perfect, but a progressive life and relationship with Jesus Christ. All right, y'all. Until next time, beautiful people, Merry Christmas and be blessed.